Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone out there. Today, our episode on Coffee Chat with Camille is how to start a self-publishing company. Our special guest is Librina Pogdilao. Um, she is the owner of the Pogdidao Publishing. It is a self-publishing company founded in March of 2022 by a veteran, Mr. Pogdilao. And um, it, it is they opened it to create and promote interracial stories of all genres. Okay, so she's on the line now, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. She did leave a coupon that actually expires today. Um, and please go to her website, which is pogdilaupublishing.com. Coupon code is Camille in all capital letters, C-A-M-I-L-L-E. Okay, let's let Lee Brina in, okay? Hello, welcome to the show, Hi. Lee Brina. Hi, Camille, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to have you as my special guest. Um, I'm going to tell the audience right now that this is my wonderful friend of many, 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 many years. And so we have reconnected. And in that time that I haven't spoken with her very much, uh, she has is the owner of a publishing company. Hello. So this is a very exciting for me to have my very good friend on this show. And so she was going to educate um, you wonderful listeners out there about having a self-publishing company, basically how to start a self-publishing company. Okay. So uh, my question for you is how did you start your publishing company? Well, believe it or not, it wasn't planned. <laughs> it just came <laughs> to me. Um, yes. It started with I was watching this movie that it was a ninja movie, and from yes. the movie I was disappointed. I said, you know what, I can write a better storyline than this. So what happened is I ended up writing a book, um, called the Assassin's Beauty. It's about a ninja because you know I felt I could write a better story. And then the couple in the story is reflective of my husband and I were an interracial couple. And so I told my husband, I said, you know, I could send this manuscript off to a bunch of publishers, and you know, I'm sure that it's not going to meet you know, the standards of the status quo. It'll be hard to get accepted. So I told him, I said, you know what, babe, I think we should start our own publishing company. Why should we let someone else dictate, you know, what literature goes out and we could promote it ourselves? So my husband gave me the blessing and he's like, you know what, go ahead and start it. And um, he said, but don't start it and not finish it. And, you know, being a married couple, I didn't want to prove them right, so I made sure I finished that first book. Yes. Because <laughs> I didn't want to hear, I told you so. So from yes. that, um, once uh, we, I started writing a book and going through the process, we 
started the publishing, self-publishing company. And so, you know, I learned everything by trial and error. So now um, our purpose was to write books where it's reflective of interracial couples, interracial children, interracial families, you know, that are not stereotypical because my husband and I, we've been married for 12 years, so it's not a phase. (laughs) Yes, right, exactly. And then who is your audience? My audience are teen and over. Yes, wonderful. And then what is your creative process for writing? (laughs) Okay, well, I don't have the formal. You guys are going to laugh at this. I do not have the formal creative process. So basically my creative process (laughs) begins with life. And I'll give you an example. The first book I mentioned, that book, the characters are reflective of my husband and my personality. You'll see parts of our personality in the book. And then I wrote another book. Um, Camille, you're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) But (laughs) I wrote a a horror book because something happened to me in life. And so I made a character about uh I'll I'll talk about my boss cuz I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> I, I had a boss that was not the best and yes. I created a book from those experiences that happened with that boss and as I learned and talked to other people, you know, and found out their horror stories with bosses, I end up writing a book called The Disgruntled Boss. So My creative process Mm -hmm. is through life, whether it's something I'm watching, like how I told you guys I was watching a ninja movie, or whether it's something that happened to me in life. So that is my creative process. It's not formal. Okay. That's wonderful because it's really based on your personal experiences. So that is Mm -hmm. your process, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, And then did you want to elaborate on what inspires you to write your stories? You pretty much told us that. Yes. (laughs) Right? Well, um, of course, my husband, like I told you guys, the character is reflective. The ninja, he's reflective of my husband. Um, But also, um, I had a conversation with my niece. And um, she's actually a published author. And after I got Mm -hmm. off the phone talking with her, she was just so supportive and so encouraging. I said, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm her aunt. She's way younger than me, and she's already got two to three books under her belt. And I had written before from my childhood, but I never finished it, you know, just because yeah. life, things happen, you know, whether it's work, school, or whatever. And so mm-hmm. she inspired me. I said, you know, if my niece could do it, there's no excuse for me. I just need to find time to take something that I'm passionate about, which is writing. So she, uh, Deja, that's my niece's name, she was also my inspiration. Wonderful. Yes, yes. And and what um, type of support system do you have and who is the special someone that motivates you to write? So you did mention your niece and your husband. Yes. I would say the support system 
and the motivation, of course, it starts with my husband. And even if some of the reason is I don't want him to be right to say, I don't want to hear, I told you so that I didn't finish the book. (laughs) So he's the biggest supporter. Of course, my friends like you, Camille, um, you're supportive. Um, Of course, my family, you know, they're supportive and my colleagues. So those are my support system. I surround myself with positive and supportive people. Excellent. Thank you. And then what was your editing process? You were editing your book. What was the process? the editing process, that was a trial and error because I, I learned what I didn't know that I needed to know because I thought it was going to be simple. I write my book, you know, I spell check, mm-hmm. grammar checks, you know, and then, okay, it could get ready for publishing. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. It's not that easy. <laughs> So what happened is, you know, I had to learn the process because I thought I proofread my book excellent, you know, just like in academics, but it's not the same because you're talking to an audience, not a professor. So I had an editor, and I said, okay, so I just need an editor. I I thought that's all I needed was one editor. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean by you don't know what you don't know. I learned that not only did I, there are several editors. Um, I had a main editor. I had a developmental editor. Then there's a line editor. And then I learned that there was alpha and beta readers, you know. So that was became my editing process, and I had to build my team up before the book could even get to publishing it into an e-book or an audio book. So that became my editing process. I did so many rewrites because it's it was a learning experience because I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah, excellent. And then did you want to, because um, you mentioned the alpha reader and then the beta reader, did you want to um, just give our audience a brief uh, definition as to what those two types of readers are or what the difference is between them? Mm-hmm. Both uh, alpha and beta readers, they're people that proofread your work. Alpha reader okay. is the one that proofreads and gives you ideas for your story, whereas the mm-hmm. beta reader, they're the ones that will also proofread, but they tell you how your story comes across to an audience. So they don't mm. give you ideas. They tell you, okay, this sounds like you're talking in different points of views and stuff like that. So those mm-hmm. those were things that I had to learn. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, is it alpha beta? You know, is that a grocery store? I didn't know what all this stuff was. Yeah. <laughs>
So okay. did you have an example of what you wanted your publishing company to be like? Yes. Well, this is what I had a vision of what I wanted because I, I said, okay, I know I'm not an expert in this, so I need to hire mm-hmm. people that are experts. So my first vision was to start a company with the purpose, you know, to promote interracial or diverse stories that are reflective mm-hmm. of our society. And then mm-hmm. my second thing that I had to focus on was building up my publishing team. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. when all the learning, like I learned, yes, of course, I could go on there and draw stuff, but it may look like scribble, scrabble. So I had to hire a graphic <laughs> artist to design my books. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. then, but, I, yeah. like I told you guys, I I hired all of the editors and I hired um, the people that actually format the book so it looks nice um, and publish Mm -hmm. it into an e-book. I had to hire a voiceover person uh, that Mm -hmm. does the audio book. Um, So the blueprint, it basically started with not knowing. So what I did is I Googled, how do you start your own self-publishing company? And then I just followed the magazine articles or the other articles. And basically it's like starting a business. You need yeah. to ha- first have your vision, uh, set up a website, get an EIN number, um, have a, a web, your email, so it's just following those steps, and then as you read the articles, of course, they tell you if you're not an expert, then you can build up your team. So I didn't have a formal blueprint, you know, like, okay, follow this business plan. I did everything yeah. from scratch, which was great because I learned, and now I know what I, I, I know now where I can help someone else say, oh, don't do this. This is the mistakes I made. Uh, this was the best way to do it. Excellent. And then um, do you know who are your competitors or if you have any? I don't feel that I have any competitors because a lot of the authors, they're very supportive. Like when I I go and I talk Mm -hmm. to different people, they're very helpful. And the market is so big, it's like, it's, nobody is going to be without um, an audience to watch them because everybody has a preference. You know, some may like another author's writer. So I don't feel there's any competition because I feel like all the authors are very supportive. Of course, everyone wants to be a number one bestseller, but there's so much room for all of us to be number one oh, bestsellers. Yes, yes. Indeed. And then, what are the pros and cons of running a self-publishing company? Okay, well, the pros are ownership. Um, I can decide, do I want to distribute my books, you know, to the different um, sites where they take part of the profits? Well, I shouldn't say part, a majority of the profit. <laughs> so yeah. ownership, and I control all the rights to my books. I don't need to ask anyone for permission to uh, sign with somebody else. So ownership is number one. Of course, finance, because what I sell on my website, I keep the majority of profits versus giving it out to other people. 
Another pro is the great connections I made from the team I I built. I built, you know, everybody's supportive. Even though, you know, they're hired contractors, I still look at them as family, you know, and I learn Mm -hmm. from their expertise. So those are the pros. The cons is you're going to work more than what you schedule. Like I said, because I have my regular full-time business and job. So I said, I'm just going to do Saturday and Sundays. Mm -hmm. That'll be my day for the publishing business. No, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) When I get time during the week and there's something that comes up, I have to wait till I get off my regular schedule, and then whether I have to stay up to 10 or 11 o'clock at night, I take care of that. So you will be working, but the benefit is you're working for yourself. Yes. And it's something you love doing. Perfect, yes. And then what were the obstacles to writing your books? Uh, The obstacles that I found was, time, you know, how I told you, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes my regular uh, work come into, oh, like today, I had to finish working today on my regular business. So time is a factor uh, that I would say that was an obstacle for me. Okay, excellent. And then um, how did you overcome those challenges? I I set up a schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I have to wait because I work for uh, different schools. So I have to wait for our breaks, <laughs> you know, from school. <laughs> and then that's when I can really just focus on just writing, putting all my ideas down. Because during the school year when school's in, you know, I have ideas. I put them in my phone so I don't forget. And then when the breaks come, um, I go back and I look through my ideas, and then whichever one I'm the most passionate about, I'll start writing again from there. Okay. Thank you. And then how does your mm-hmm. company deal with copyright, illustrations, and manuscript, et cetera? Oh, easy. I won't work with a contractor unless I have a 100% exclusive right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give your listeners an example of what I mean. I use this site. It's called Fiverr, and they have different uh, people on there. Some are professionals, and it lists who's a pro, and some are, you know, top sellers. They're really good at what they do. I use them, and when you go through their services, you can see who will give 100% rights to you. And if I don't see that in their service, I won't uh, purchase their service because I want 100% control over my my work, my idea. Wonderful. Okay, thank you. And then could you please let our audience or listeners know the names of your books, and where our listeners can find them. Okay. You can find the books at com, And, of course, there are those other uh, major sites. Uh, I have the first book I wrote. It was called The Assassin's Beauty. And yes. the second book that's coming out 
is called Terror Twin. Another book that will be coming out next year, it's um, a personal finance book in, in real talk. It's called Don't Show Me Your Bling, Show Me Your Portfolio. And then um, later in 2023, I'll have a children's book coming out called Pie Brown. And then I'll have the second series part. Um, it'll be called The Assassin's Beauty in America. Okay, and wonderful. there's one horror. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Oh, there's one horror book. Um, that I may be releasing also in 2023. It's yes. it's a toss-up between two books. One is called The Disgruntled Boss, as I told you guys <laughs> about before. And then the another one is called The Meddler. So it's between those two, which one um, will release in 2023. Excellent, excellent. And then I ask, what do you think the future of Park de Lao Publishing is? Oh, these, this is my hope and my husband's. We want our books to be turned into movies, and also we want to publish other authors. Tedious for authors to have to go through these big publishing houses, you know, and have a literary agent read over the first 10 or however many pages they request, and then they they don't even respond. Some of them don't. Some, it takes forever to respond. And the next thing you know, oh, your book wasn't accepted. I want to make it easy because I feel everybody's voice should be heard. There shouldn't be a limitation on it. True. I agree with you. And then what is your favorite coffee or hot beverage? My favorite hot beverage is green tea. Yay. Wonderful. And do you have a favorite coffee house? Like, for example, I love to go to Starbucks. So, um, oh, I like, I love Starbucks and Pete's Coffee. Uh, I don't really like coffee except for Hagen dazs ice cream, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. my former my former job was a coffee girl, and so the smell of coffee it just yes. it does it just re, reminds me back when I was a coffee girl. So I don't like okay. coffee, but it's weird. Yes. I do like the Hagen dazs coffee ice cream. Mmm, that sounds good. Yum, yum. Hagen dogs <laughs> is delicious. That brand right there. <laughs> okay, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. So it's Pogged Out Publishing. They are a self-publishing company. You are listening to one of the founders of this company. And um, let me see what else I want to say. Oh, I did want you all to know that there is a sweet gift that our wonderful guest has left you as long as you go to pagdelaupublishing.com. There is a coupon, and in order to get um, to apply the coupon, just put Camille, C-A-M-I-L-L-E. Is it, on, is it in all caps or does it matter? Yes. It's in all caps, and it does, in fact, expire today. So hurry up 
and get over to the website and purchase your book so you can use your coupon, okay? And um, these are the best romance novels ever. And I want to thank everyone for listening um, over here. Oh, excuse me. I want to do a shout-out to U.S. listeners. Thank you to Canada, to Japan, South Korea, United Kingdom, Germany, Romania, and anywhere else. Oh, excuse me, Brazil. Okay, so I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you have any questions or comments, just go to our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is at Coffee Chat with Camille. Okay, and then you can also go to my website to listen to all the episodes episodes, which is coffeechatwithcamille.com. I definitely want to thank Ms. Pogdalau, Librina, my beautiful friend, for coming on and speaking to all of you. Thank you so much, Librina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Okay, and we're going to say goodbye right now. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> so cute. Bye, everybody.